Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. Welcome to Series 2 of the Tim Hill Podcast. In the last series, I took you all the way from my birth right up until the present day once I'd retired and some of the adventures that I'd gone on. In this series, I'm looking at going back and looking at some of the other amazing adventures that I'd had and going a bit more detail. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Series 2, Episode 3 of the Tim Hill Podcast. In this episode... I'm going to take you through some of the expeditions that I organised while I was at London Central Garrison, while still serving in the army. I started off, I arrived at London Central Garrison in September of 2010. My first thing when I arrived was I got detailed to take some guys onto the guard's yacht down in Gosport for a week of sailing. This week of sailing was already organised and I didn't have to do much at all other than be there to look after the guys. So we arrived down in Gosport, we met up with the skipper and he said what do we want to do? We said we'd like to go to France. So the first day out we, we did a little bit of training and then we set off and we sailed down to Poole. So we had a night in Pool Harbour before setting out the following morning for France. The weather was atrocious. We were bounced all over the place and we ended up sailing round the south side of the Isle of Wight back into Gosport. The weather had cleared overnight and we set off the following day for France. And we had a reasonably good crossing, although it was still a little bit bumpy at times. And we did have one guy with his life jacket go off because he was sat at the front of the boat changing a sail. A big wave came over and soaked him and set off his life jacket. It was quite funny. Anyway, we arrived in Cherbourg some sort of 12 hours later. We had a day in Cherbourg before returning back to Gosport the following day. So that was the first expedition I'd been on. Inspired, I was asked by the crew of Gladeye if I'd organise an expedition to take Gladeye up to the Baltic the following summer. So I set about this. I had a meeting with the Household Division Sailing Club, spoke to all the key players, and it was decided that I would be the the key point for this expedition and it was going to take four different units it was going to take my company which was at the time Nijmegen Company Grenadier Guards some guys from the 1st Battalion Grenadier Guards the 1st Battalion Coldstream Guards and the 1st Battalion Irish Guards so it involved four different units to take a leg on this particular expedition And this expedition was going to be run over 10 weeks. So I set to with a Jusafa, 
which is the Joint Service Adventurous Training Form Alpha. This form has to be done and completed for any expedition of any type that is run by the British Army. It's a massive form and it takes a huge amount of work to be able to work through the form. The initial parts of it are fairly easy. It's the name of the expedition and for all London-based expeditions, the name of the expedition starts with Cockney. So anything with Cockney at the beginning of it is London-based. When I was in Wales, it was Dragon. So anything Dragon something or other would be from Wales. So I set to, I got this expedition all organised, got all the key players, and it was going to set off in May of 2011. And I was due to go and meet the boat up in Kiel, and I was going to do two weeks sailing around uh, Denmark. My turn came round, the troop had already happened, I took a bunch of guys from the company with me up to Denmark, we got a minibus up there, we changed crew, and I had a fantastic two weeks sailing around Denmark. We went to Aarhus, we went round to Copenhagen, and we came back down to Kiel, where the next team came up from, again, from my company. Unfortunately, the guy that was due to be the mate on the boat couldn't come. So I was asked if I'd stay on for another two weeks to be the mate on this particular leg. I was absolutely delighted. I ended up spending four weeks up in the Baltic, gaining a massive amount of experience. The following year, in 2012, I decided I was going to run a small expedition up to the Baltic and to sail out the British Kill Yacht Club. I was going to take myself and nine other guys, so we had ten of us, so we took two boats out, five on each boat, of the British Kill Yacht Club yachts, which were Helberg Rassi 342s. They're beautiful yachts. Fantastic. Lovely to sail. So we set off. I'd, I'd organised this expedition, and away we went. The following year, I did the same. After Troop in the Colour, we took another nine guys plus myself up to the Baltic and had another fantastic two weeks sailing around the Baltic. In May 2014, I was asked by my regiment, the 1st Battalion Royal Anglian Regiment, if I would go and skipper for them for a week sailing around the Solent. I was delighted to do this because I was actually doing something for my regiment for a change instead of the guards. Anyway, Stepping back slightly, in 2013, some of the bands asked me if I'd sort out a sailing expedition for them. Because I was looking after the five-foot guards bands in London for ceremonial duties, they asked if I could sort out an expedition for them, as I was the not only the adventurous training officer for London Central Garrison, my responsibility was to sign off on all expeditions that were organised through anybody in the garrison. So if somebody had a, a climbing expedition they needed signing off, they came to me, I'd check it through, and then I'd sign it off, and then I'd send it on to the regional headquarters 
or London District Headquarters to the adventurous training officer there who would have the final sign-off on it and allocate the funds for that particular expedition. So they asked me if I'd organise this exped and I was delighted. So we sat down and we decided what we were going to do and where we'd like to go. And they wanted to go to either Greece or Croatia. It was coming up for the London Boat Show in the January. So I suggested that the, the guys that wanted to do it, we met up and we went down to the London Boat Show and we'd go round and we'd speak to the different guys that run boats out of Croatia and, and Greece. Anyway, we finally settled on going with Sunsail. So I spent a, a couple of months liaising with Sunsail. But after we got back from the London Boat Show, the following week I went into the Garrison Conference, having already spoken to the Garrison Commander and uh, the band masters from the two bands that were keen on doing it, which was the band of the Grenadier Guards and the band of the Colstring Guards. So everybody was happy. We looked at the diary. We got a date set for October 2014. We'd got the summer ceremonial season out of the way. The bands had already been earmarked to do a week of adventurous training that particular week, and we were going to take 66 people on 10 boats. Now, this is something of a massive undertaking. So I was the lead on it all, which meant that I had to draw up the JASAFA, which was the Joint Service Adventurous Training Form Alpha, and I had to work through this form, and this form takes the the name of the expedition, which was Cockney, Croatia, I think we called this expedition. So got the name of the expedition, and then I sat down working through the form. So it's all the contact details, and then we had to identify all the skippers and all the competent crew. So I had to get all of their qualifications put on the system. Then we had to identify every member of the expedition going on it. Then I had to sort out what funding we needed. We had to sort out what transport we needed. So I had to get a coach booked to take us from Wellington Barracks down to Gatport Airwick for the flight. I had to sort out the flights. I had to sort out transport the other end to get us from the airport in Split down to Agena, where the boats were kept, which is just outside of Tregia in Croatia. Once we got to Croatia, stepping back slightly, then they had to do a risk assessment, and it's a full risk assessment of the activities that we're going to be doing. So it is taking the risk from from Wellington Barracks, from getting on the coaches to having an accident. What if we have an accident on the way down to the to the airport? This, that, and the other. The part about what do we do if there's somebody's taken ill on the flight? All this has to be taken into consideration. Once we arrived in split, again, mitigating it, any unforeseen uh, risks. So that was all taken into consideration. And then we take into the consideration everything to do with the sailing part of it. And everybody that goes on the expedition has to have had or has to have completed the army swimming test, else they can't go. So all of this was done. We sorted out all the finances. 
I had had a couple of guys from the each of the, the bands who were going to be the liaison, who were going to organise getting their money in from each of the bands, from everybody, because everybody has to contribute, including myself as a leader. So everybody has to contribute to the cost of this particular expedition. And that's the same with any expedition that the army or the forces run. There is a, a, a contribution from individuals. So that was it. We, we got it all organised and away we went. We managed to get 66 people all together early hours of the morning for our flight. I think our flight was something like about 6 o'clock. So we had to be down at Gatwick Airport. I think we had to be down there for about 4 o'clock in the morning for the 6 o'clock flight. So that means getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning. It was only, only an hour's drive from Wellington Barracks at that time of the day down to Gatwick. We got the flight, no problems at all. Everybody went through. We arrived down in Split. There was a coach down there to meet us, took us down to where the boats were kept, and then the fun started. All the skippers then had a briefing by the staff there. Uh, We all had to produce our qualifications to show that we're qualified to take out the boats. And we had seven 36-foot yachts and three 44-foot yachts. I personally had a Sun Odyssey 44 and a crew of eight. The 36-foot yachts had crews of five on. I think that all works out. Anyway, we ended up with 66 people on 10 boats. And the way it was going to operate, we was going to operate as a flotilla. So each day or each evening, we sat down with the lead boat, which was supplied by Sunsail, and they would sit down, suggest some places to go, and then we'd agree where we were going to go the following day. The following morning, everybody up, have breakfast, and then set off for a day's sailing, and then we're all aiming for the same place in the uh, late afternoon, early evening, where the Sunsail crew was already there, And what they would do, they would bring each boat in individually and park them up for the night. The first night we went to Brack and we were uh, alongside uh, the town wall. So they they had reserved 10 spots or 11 spots for our boats and they brought each individual boat in. They were on lazy lines, stern two. So this gave all the new skippers a real chance of honing their skills at, at manoeuvring their boats. This all went off without incident. In fact, the whole expedition went off without incident. There was no major mishaps whatsoever. So that evening, we, we had a, a really pleasant evening in Brack. It's a lovely little town. We had a bit of a thunderstorm that night, as I recall. And then the following day, we set off again and we decided that we were going to go to Starigrad, which is another island not far away. Again, this time, we were all going to um, pick up boys in the bay and they were all going to go and eat in this particular taverna. And by doing that, we saved money on mooring fees. And I'll give you a little bit about mooring fees in a, in a while. So we had a, a fabulous evening. Everybody enjoyed themselves. We had a, a, a terrific meal in this taverna. 
and everybody had fun getting to and from their boats in the dinghies. The following day, we were going to go to Havar. Havar is a lovely little island, but on the way, we stopped off at a place that was a, a submarine pen during the Second World War, where the Germans were hiding a submarine. And this was fascinating because I managed to get there first and I managed to stern to my yacht into almost just going into this tunnel or this, this submarine pen. I've got a couple of really good pictures and we did lunch there and then we went off. The, we were going to stay in a marina this particular night, the following night, in Palm Ezano. Now, some reason we got the calculations of the the money slightly wrong and it cost us for, for, for my 44 foot boat it cost us 80 pounds for the night which was something of a shock I can tell you and it was the same for the other boats they was I think the, the, the 36 foot boats they were paying somewhere around about 70 pounds for the night which was outrageous considering the, the limited facilities at this particular marina. But there you go, one lives and learns. The following day, we were going to go to Ciola. We set off the following day, we got to Ciola. Again, a lovely little bay, and this time we were going to anchor. So we spent the night at anchor. And again, we used a taverna, and everybody met up at this taverna, and had a, a fantastic evening. The following day, we ended up going, or was the last day, and we managed to sail back to Agena. And then it was time to pack up, hand the boats back, and then set back off back for London. This, by any stretch of the imagination, was a massive exercise. To get 66 people onto 10 boats and back all safe without any major incidents is a feat. And the hard work starts when you get back. Fortunately, the way that we operated while we were there, I had one person who was an accountant who controlled all the funds because you have to account for every penny that you spent. So each boat had a purser and that purser was in charge of procuring their food, getting receipts for everything. And at the end of the exercise... Once we got back to London, we only had a week to be able to do the post-exercise report and sort out all the money to tally up where we spent private money and public money. The public money has to be spent in the right manner on the right sort of things. And it's it was a bit of an effort sometimes to convince people that public money cannot be spent on booze. If you want some booze, it comes out of the private money. But it all tallied up at the end, and I think every man Jack had a fantastic time. I got nobody complained that they didn't enjoy themselves. So for me, that was a massive, massive success. And I got a massive thank you from the garrison commander and the band masters for the effort that I put in. Hope you found that very interesting. If you did, please like, share and subscribe. By subscribing, you won't miss another episode.
My episodes are released at 6 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time on a Sunday morning. So if you don't subscribe, log in on a Sunday morning to get the latest episode. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.